word. So, Father, I pray that as I stand this morning, Lord God, that you will get in the midst. That this message will be all about you. And that we will see how does this message relate to us. That we'll see how your life, how your crucifixion, how your resurrection, how it all relates to us. Lord, because if we don't see that we have missed it all. So, Father, I thank you. And I ask that you just have your way. Just hide me behind your Shekinah glory. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. To my pastor, I want to say thank you for allowing me the opportunity, the privilege to stand and proclaim the word of God one more time. To To our fellow brothers, my family, friends. I just want to greet you all in the mighty name of Jesus. He is risen. Amen. If you have your Bibles, I want to take a look at um, Galatians, Galatians chapter 2 and verse 20. Galatians chapter 2. Galatians chapter 2 and verse 20. And it reads thus in our hearing. It says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me. And gave himself for me. You may be seated. From this, from this passage of scripture, I want to talk this morning about the relationship between the cross and the resurrection. The relationship between the cross and the resurrection. But can I ask a question, and I add a question in there in connected to this. My question is, have you been resurrected? Have you been resurrected? I know that is Resurrection Sunday. And I know that most people come to hear a resurrection message. And I do believe that by the grace of God that we will get there. But when I look at this passage of scripture, it caused me to to think not in the conventional manner of which we are used to or to the in the ways of which we are accustomed. The finished work of Jesus is often viewed as just that. The the, the finished work of Jesus. We often preach about how he came and how he lived a pure life. We talk about how he was 
set up. Yeah. How he was rejected. Right. How he was denied. How he was sold by one of his disciples. We often talk about how he was beaten all night. We often talk about how he was nailed to a cross. We often talk about how even while on the cross, how he was being mocked. How he was being jeered, how he, they say all manner of things about him. We often say how he died and how he was buried in a borrowed tomb. And then we say early one Sunday morning that he rose up from the grave, that he rose with all power in his hand. And, and, and so we, we, we come, almost like we come every year expecting the same kind of message. And sometimes we find ourselves falling into a routine. Yes, that though we hear it over and over, we still continue to miss significant pieces because we come with an expectation that this is the way we're going to hear it. This is the way that it's going to go. But can I tell you that if we... See, if we look at him crucified, if we look at the life he lived, if we look at him being crucified, if we look at him being resurrected and we don't see ourselves in the midst of it all, we have missed it. When I look, it tells us that now that we have accepted Christ, based on what he has done, that we become children of God. That's what he says in his word. But how does that apply to us? Because Jesus, in his live, when he walked the face of this earth, he was already a son. So now that we are sons and daughters of God. How does this apply to us? We look at what he has done as something as being, sometime as being afar off. But now that we have accepted, now that we are believers, in Christ. Now that we are sons and daughters of God, now how does that transfer from his life to our life? Because there is a connection between his life and our life. But I see Paul in Philippians, Philippians chapter 3, verse 5 and verse 10. Paul gives the Philippians a little bit of his autobiography, so to speak. He says, I was circumcised at the right time. I was circumcised on the eighth day according to the law. He said, I am of the stock of Israel. Where he's saying that I can trace my heritage. 
I can trace my bloodline all the way back to Jacob. He said, I am of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of the Hebrew. He's saying, I am a model Jew. He said, a Pharisee, highly educated and rigorous, rigorously followed and defend the letter of the Jewish law. He said, I was a prosecutor of the church. But I see in this text where Paul saying, by Jewish standard, I was somebody. He said, but everything that I was, he said, everything that I have accomplished, I count it all as loss for the knowledge of Christ. He said, I count it all as waste. I count it all as rubbish because I recognize that true righteousness only comes through Christ. It's not about all the things that I have accumulated over the years. It's all about believing in Jesus Christ, that he died for my sins, that he rose from the dead with power in his hand. But he went on to say, I forget all about this thing, these things, and I count them all at loss that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. But I see Paul went on to say in this text of Galatians, he said somewhat of, of a different tone. He said, I am crucified with Christ. He said, it's no longer I that live, but it is Christ that lives within me. So he acknowledged Christ as being crucified and that he, his pattern of life is now, his life is now patterned after that of Christ. But I want to tell you that this is Paul's testimony. But oftentimes we say amen to Paul's testimony. But my question is, since we have accepted Christ, since Christ is our Savior, in the same way in which he is Paul's Savior, since Jesus died for our sins, in the same way of which he died for Paul's sins, and Paul, and this is Paul's testimony that I have been crucified with Christ. My question is, what is our testimony? What is our testimony? Because it's easy to say amen to someone else's testimony. But my question is, what is your testimony? Have you been crucified with Christ? Is Christ doing his living through you? Or are you still living for yourself? That is Paul's testimony. So, but to be able to understand what goes into being crucified, 
we have to go to the source from which Paul draws. And the source is the life of Jesus. His crucifixion, his death, his burial, and his resurrection. So the first step, if, you, if I may, in becoming crucified is to recognize the will of God. You see, the will of God is what brought Jesus to earth. And as Jesus lived his life, we often see, he, hear him say, I must do the will of my Father. I must do the will of him who sent me. We see him at a 12-year-old boy, his parents looking for him. And he said, didn't you know that I must be about my father's business? And we notice even when he teach his disciples how to pray, he said, our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy will be done on earth and is in heaven. But the first thing is to recognize that there is a will of God for our lives. The second step to becoming crucified is to accept the will of God for our lives. Matthew 26, verse 39. Here we find Jesus in the garden of Gethsemane. And he said, and he went a little further and fell on his face and prayed, saying, My father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. But then he said, nevertheless, not as I will, but thy will be done. You see, the will of God is not always easy. The will of God is not always something that we want to run into. Because there is difficulties concerning the will of God. Because the will of God often takes us to places far beyond what we see ourselves as capable of going. And, and those are places that we feel the most uncomfortably. But as long as it is the will of God. Don't you know that God will provide you with whatever you need in order to do his will? God will supply all your needs according to his riches in glory. But first we have to accept his will. It doesn't matter how much you wrestle with his will. As long as at the end of the day, you have drawn a conclusion that I will do whatever is the will of God for my life. That I will do whatever he has set before me. Because I recognize that this is the will of God. Yes. 
The third step to becoming crucified is to stand our ground despite the adversity. To stand our ground despite the adversity. If we know that God has a will for our lives, if we recognize that this is his will, if we have accepted his will and the circumstances of life start to come up against us, are we willing to stand despite the adversity. You see, adversity comes with the territory. There is no way around it. There is no way to get away from it. Adversity comes with the, ter with the territory. But the adversity is not the real issue. The real issue is that we haven't made up our mind to such a magnitude that we, have, that we don't leave a, a way out, that we don't leave room for a way out. If we make up our mind and say, come hell or high water, no matter what comes my way, I'm going to stand my ground because I recognize that I'm standing in the will of God. It was no different for Jesus. Jesus' life was not just something that he did that we might be saved, but after we become saved, it comes a pattern that we ought to follow because he is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. And he had laid it all out for us. So the issue doesn't lie with the adversity. It lies with us. Because the Bible tells us that we are more than conquerors. So if I know that I'm victorious going in, and if I know that coming out of it, I will still be victorious. So the problem is not the issue. The problem is my mindset. How I see the adversity. Because we often say that when I go through it, I am more stronger than before I enter into it. So with all that knowledge, why do we still allow the adversity to get us off course, to distract us from our, our purpose? Because we, we, we have so... We are more concerned about the circumstances that's surrounding our purpose more so than the fact that this is my purpose. Yes, sir. 
that this is where I am supposed to be. Jesus was being mocked. The Bible tells us that they were wagging their heads at him and say, if you are the son of God, why won't you come down that we may believe him? And sometimes the very same people Sometimes the very same people who you live in your purpose will help are going to be the very same ones who is going to mock you, who is going to ridicule you. But are you willing to stand in your purpose no matter what comes your way? Because at the end of the day, that is your purpose. That is not their purpose. It's not your mother's purpose. It's not your father's purpose. It's not your brother's purpose. So Jesus stood because that was his purpose. Him being on the cross, he was standing in his purpose. You see, our purpose will take us to places. It will have us facing circumstances that we don't want to face. It will get hard sometimes. It's not always easy. But, but have we identified that this is my purpose? Have we identified that this is within the will of God for my life? that I'll be able to stand flat-footed and say, no matter what comes my way, can we stand like Job and say, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. So can you see Jesus on the cross? <laughs> say, though I'm being slain right now, but yet will I trust him, yet will I stand because I know, I know, whatever you are saying don't matter because I know. You can mock me as much as you want, I know. I know, and because I know, it makes all the difference in the world. Because I know. You see, we must know who we are. We have to know who we are. Because if you don't know who you are, you will waste time trying to prove who you are to people. And the more time you spend proving who you are to people, the more distracted you are away from the life that you ought to be living. See, I don't have to prove nothing to nobody. I know who I am. I might not fit into the mold that you have, 
but I'm not supposed to anyway. As long as I fit into the mold that God created just for me pertaining to my life. That's all that I'm concerned with. But Paul, 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 I, I see Paul in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 24 through the verse 28, telling of his experiences. And, 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 and not only he's telling of his experiences, but he's also giving them a clue as to why he's keeping on this race. While he is keeping down this path. And in, his, in this passage, he, he said, five times I received 40 stripes minus one. Three times beaten with rods. He said, once stoned. Three times suffered shipwreck. shipwreck. Spent a night and a day in the deep. But his experience went on to say, he said, why he stood his ground in midst of all the adversity. In Romans 8, verse 18, he said, for I reckon. He said, for I reckon that the suffering of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. What, what, what are you saying, Paul? That I, my eyes is set in something far beyond what I'm experiencing. My eyes is set in something far beyond the circumstances surrounding my life. And because my eye is set on that glory <laughs> that is waiting, the circumstances that are now present in my life, the circumstances that comes along the way on this journey, I'm not overly concerned <laughs> about these circumstances because my eyes is not on the circumstances. My eye is on the glory that is set before me. So despite the adversity, I keep on pressing on because I know that one day there will be no more suffering because I know that one day there will be no more pain because I know all the suffering is just for this moment. But I know that there is a glory that awaits me. The church, because we talk about Jesus, we talk about Paul. Let's look at the church, John 15, 20. The words of Jesus say, the servant is not greater than his master. Let me say that again. Remember the words of Jesus. That he said, the servant is not greater than his Lord. He said, if they have persecuted me, 
If they have persecuted me, they will also persecute. So my question is, why are we so scared of being persecuted? It comes with the territory. Why we allow the simple stuff to get us distracted? Well, he don't like me. Well, she don't like me. If, the, if that's all that Jesus had to worry about, he, <laughs> it wouldn't be so hard. <laughs> but the simple stuff, the simple stuff, the simple stuff, I didn't like the way they looked at me. The simple so we so so because we didn't like the way they looked at us because we didn't like how they say what they said then we deviate from our purpose because they don't like me he said in this world you will have troubles but he also said don't worry about it because I have overcome the world. And since you are in me, you also overcome the world. But are we willing to go through the process? He said, if any man will come after me. Let him deny himself and take up the cross and follow me. If any man, he said, I don't care who you are. I don't care the accolades that is connected to your name. <laughs> it doesn't matter who you think you are. It doesn't matter what nobody else thinks that you are. If any man, he must take up his cross and follow me. So now my question is, what does your cross look like? So even though your cross might not look like Jesus' cross, but you have a cross. So are you willing to take up your cross? You see, when you take up your cross, is, that's the, that's, those are the times when you stand, when adversity is coming. Because without the crucifixion, there can't be no resurrection. And, and that's one of the things, not just for Christ, but also for us. He was raised with power. 
And I do believe that one of the reasons why we're not experiencing that great power that he raised with is because we refuse to become crucified. We want to be in control of everything and still saying, Lord, Lord, Lord. But he said, you see, Lord means that I am a servant. I am up under him. So he said, if any man will follow me, he must take up the cross. This, no matter how heavy it is, he must take up his cross and follow me. You know the songwriters, I like the songwriters that say, all the way to Calvary, he went for me. And now he sets me free. But the, the Bible also tells me that we are the body of Christ. Is that true? Yes, so we are the body of Christ. And that we are the salt of the earth. It tells me also that we are the light of the world. And a city that is set up on a hill cannot be hid. But uh, let me, before we can get set up on that hill... We have to be crucified. That we can be raised up. Because Jesus' example, the way he lived his life, the way he was submissive to the Father, that's the reason why we are here. It tells us of the truth surrounding the prophecies. It's tell us about the truth, about everything that he said. All right. So my question now becomes, since we are placed within in that role as the body of Christ, yes, sir. why we are not believed oh, when we say yes. that we are children yes. of God? Yes. Is it due to the fact yes, that the life that we live does not match up. It is not bearing evidence that Jesus Christ did die for our sins. It does not bear evidence that the fact that we have been set free, it doesn't bear evidence of the fact that we have been redeemed. It doesn't bear evidence of the fact that we have been set apart. And perhaps, perhaps, that is why, that is one of the reasons why yes, people are not convinced yes, sir. that he rose. 2,000 years later, people still don't believe that he rose. Why is that so? Is it that because we are not doing what we are supposed to be doing? Is it that due to the fact that we are not living the way we are to be living? 
that we want to live the way we want to live. And, and the people who see us knows more than we do the way we are supposed to live. And as soon as we're not living that way, they, I taught you, say. How can I believe in this God thing? If you say, God, all this power that, 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 that is involved in this, how can it be that your life doesn't have no power? Is it due to the fact that the crucifixion of self haven't yet taken place? That we can be raised up with power? The fourth, the, 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 the fourth step of becoming crucified is to place the outcome in the hands of God. It's to place the outcome in the hands of God. He said, let your light so shine. Let me go back there. Before men that they may see your good works. That is our job. That is our responsibility. And the rest is up to him. So we see Jesus on, on the cross after he had went all the way. He said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. Father, I'm seizing all control <laughs> over unto you. I have done everything that you have assigned me to do. So Father, now that I'm on the end of this journey, Father, I commit myself. I commit my spirit. I commit everything that I am. I commit everything that I do into your hands. Because when we commit ourselves into God's hands. You see, God will resurrect us in, in, in a time that is pleasing unto him. When we commit ourselves in his hand, he will raise us up with power. You see, power was not just allotted to Jesus. There is power that is available to us. But if we haven't if we haven't allowed ourselves to become crucified, we can never be raised with power. Look at the power that, 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 that Jesus had. The, the, in Matthew 28, it tells us that there was a great earthquake. It said the angel of God descended and he rolled the stone away. But it tells us that when the woman went to the place, he, the angels told him, see the place, that he's not here. See the place where he lay. But can I tell you something? That the rolling away of the stone was not for Jesus. He didn't need the stone to be rolled away. Because it tells us that how he just appeared in the room with his disciples. You see, when we become resurrected, no obstacle can stand in our way. 
When we become resurrected with power, there is nothing can hinder the movement of the church. When we become resurrected, we will have the power to do everything that God has some calling us to do. When we become resurrected. So if the evidence of the resurrection was not for Jesus, it was for his disciples, then the evidence that of our resurrection is not for us, but is for those who see that they may know, that they may believe that he is indeed risen from the dead. Because people know us. We have family who knew how we lived. Who know us sometimes better than we know ourselves. So can you imagine the, 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 the conviction that would begin to come upon those who see how we live, that indeed Christ has been risen, that indeed there is power in the resurrected Christ, that indeed our dead burial and resurrection also release power in us, that we can live the way that God is calling us to live. Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set up on a hill cannot be hid. But my question, have you been set upon a hill? He wants to raise us up. He wants us to be resurrected. We are sons and daughters if we believe. But like he resurrected, there is a resurrection yes, for us also. Yes, and I'm not talking about in the sweet by and by. <laughs> I'm talking about right now. Because everything that you are asked to do, that God instructs us to do, he has given us power to do it now. He's not asking us to do things that is for the other side. It's things pertaining to the right now. But are we willing to become crucified? So Paul said, I have, I am crucified with Christ. He says, it's no longer I that live, but Christ that lives within me. But can that be our testimony? Or are we will just continue to say amen to Paul's testimony and can never have the same testimony concerning ourselves? I am crucified with Christ. And he didn't stay dead. He rose up with power. And when I allow myself to become crucified, I won't remain dead. He will raise me up with power. So are you crucified? Have you been resurrected? 
that the presence of God, that the power of God yes, sir. can be unleashed yes, Jesus. in your life. Yes. God bless you. Yes, sir. God, you need to go. Yes, sir. 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 Y